You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Broncos podcast over here at the Lockdown NFL Network, giving you the best news, coverage, and insight into all things orange and blue related. Very stoked to be back with you guys here once again for another episode of the show. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. You guys can shoot me a follow on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I do some work for the fan side of networks, predominantlyorange.com, as well as an NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. Today, we got a big jam-packed episode in store for you guys, too. We got a, the arm moxie of Drew Locke. We got a lot of things to discuss. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cameron Parker. You guys can follow him at Cameron Parker. P.O. Cam, a lot of on our plate today here to talk with Broncos country on some certain topics regarding Drew Locke, some other draft prospects, as well as Vaughn Miller wanting to stay in Denver for the rest of his life. Obviously, a good start to our Monday. It is a good start to our Monday, and any chance we we have to talk about the Broncos future, should we say, whether it's the future of the NFL draft of addressing, say, depth or, say, uh, players that are going to contribute here and now. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a fun time for Broncos country and especially when it involves, say, the future of your franchise player. And, you know, right now the Broncos have no idea who that could be. I know the Broncos need to have a quarterback of the future. And when you look at any NFL team, Quarterback is evidently the number one analyzing factor for most teams going into it. So today's episode of the show, we're going to break down some discussion regarding Drew Locke. Yes, I know everybody's talking about it. Guess what? We are not getting into the whole standpoint of who the Broncos are going to pick at 10 because look, all that stuff right now is pointless. Broncos country, I know you guys are tired of it. NFL draft community, I know you guys are tired of it. We just got to wait. The draft is two weeks away and we're going to have complete lockdown coverage here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast when that time comes. So evidently the cards will play how they may, but until the NFL draft, the Broncos doing some due diligence. Yesterday, they met with Drew Locke. Drew Locke was in town. I'm sure he got the steak dinner, which I'm sure we are all waiting to hear whether or not that is exactly what he ordered. And they're also meeting with him today. So kind of a two-part kind of interview with him today. You know, the Broncos, you know, it's been said that they have a lot of interest in Drew Locke. And evidently right now, if that's the case, well, they're really living up to that. Or this could be a lot of smoke by John Elway and the Broncos organization. So regardless, nonetheless, Drew Locke getting his fair share of time in Denver with the Broncos and the brass there. So another thing too, Cam, and and we'll go over this first. I want to talk about Drew Locke here in a second, but they also have some other prospects coming into town from Denver. You know, and and one of that is South Carolina's wide receiver, Debo Samuel. He's coming in. He's a versatile guy that you could look to pick up, doing some interviews with him. Also, Chris Boyd, he's a cornerback from Texas. And, you know, I think the Broncos, I I talked about a little bit on my show at CodyWorkNFL.com the other day. I was talking about the fact that, you know, with all these things happening, the Broncos still yet to extend Chris Harris Jr., them looking at other cornerbacks almost kind of concerns me a little bit. I I still think they pick one up in this year's mid-round, you know, in the draft, third round, fourth round, somewhere along those areas. But, eh, you know, I just don't see what's going on right now in terms of the Broncos not extending Chris Harris Jr. The writing on the wall right now, if there is any writing on the wall, it says that Chris Harris Jr.'s time endeavor may be coming to a close here soon. It is, and uh, it's a little bit alarming considering what you and I had uh, discussed a little bit last week. I mean, you know, you and I sort of talked about just how emotional it would be just for us seeing 
Denver certainly move on from that, but it appears that that's headed in that direction. Now, granted, we sit here on April 7th before the NFL draft. We obviously have no direction, no clue of the direction that Denver will go. But it is a little bit interesting that they are appearing to be interested in the in, in corners in, in this draft. And given the amount of depth, should we say that they've addressed in the offseason, it, it is kind of interesting when you when you certainly praise it and everything around Chris Harris that it's just like, man, what is his future timetable here in Denver? I mean, I don't know. I, I have a sneaky suspicion it gets done, but I mean, man, when, when you start connecting the dots and piecing it all together, it certainly doesn't look good. I feel like we have all this time on our hands, which is why I think we're looking at every single angle regarding Chris Harris Jr., and I think we're doing due diligence with that, but here's the deal. You know, the Broncos, they've addressed cornerback in free agency, as you touched on there, but one of the things, too, is with that said, I mean, they lacked depth there last year, but the thing that's really concerning to me now, look, if Kareem Jackson is going to play that hybrid safety role for the Broncos and maybe not so much at corner as a lot of people have been discussing, then I think that opens it up for Chris Harris to come back. However, right now, Kareem Jackson is going to be making more money in 2019 than Chris Harris Jr. is. And that, to me, I feel like for Chris Harris and his agent, I'm looking at that as, look, that's going to be a tremendous issue for me because, look, he's been a guy for the Broncos his entire career as an undrafted free agent, one of those guys that had the Philip Lindsay story. He kind of wrote that, and he made history. I mean, he's been one of the most consistent players on the Broncos' defensive side of the ball. They brought in Bryce Callahan as well. Combine that with Kareem Jackson. You have some in-depth roster there with Isaac Yadam. You just signed Devontae Bosby from the AAF, and now you're potentially looking at some cornerback prospects in the draft. I'm just really worried here, and I would hate it because, look, I, I, you know, everybody knows that I'm huge on DBs and Chris Harris Jr. It's no secret to anybody how valuable he is to the Broncos and how valuable he would be to any team. I just, I'm getting a little bit more concerned as time approaches that if the Broncos don't extend Chris Harris Jr. sometime after the NFL draft before some of the mandatory events start occurring with the team, I have tremendous worry that Chris Harris Jr.'s time endeavor might be up. But I don't want to, I don't want to kind of open up this episode with the kind of gloomy outlook because. Because, look, I know it's scary for Broncos fans that love players like Chris Harris Jr. He's a competitive guy. He's super valuable. And that can't be said enough. But let's talk a little bit about the Broncos meeting with Drew Locke. Now, their excitement, you know, the Broncos have been painting this picture that Drew Locke is this guy that they are highly enamored with. And rightfully so. I mean, it's been that way for a while. And I felt like that changed when Justin Herbert declared to stay another year for a senior year at the University of Oregon. Because if... To be honest with you, if Justin Herbert was declaring this year, I believe the Broncos would have done anything to trade up to the number three spot in the draft. I really believe that. There were some rumors floating around a week or so ago. The Broncos had inquired about moving up to possibly three. I don't think they're going to go up to number three to draft a guy unless they feel like Drew Locke is going to go a little bit earlier than they anticipated than 10. You know, like I said, I said, keep an eye on the New York Giants as a potential team there that could have some interest in Drew Locke based on a couple of people that I've talked to from around the league. But here's the thing that I look for here. You know, the Broncos hosting him for two days. You know what? Like I said, he got the steak dinner. He's going to meet with the executives there. He's definitely checked every single box in terms of how he presents and whether or not he can be a guy that, you know, not only fans can root for, but ultimately a guy that will represent your organization and your franchise very well on and off the field. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think it is a little bit interesting. And now, granted, I was 
probably more just more inquisitive. I think that that's sort of where we're at is we're we're really starting to dissect things when when really it's it's all about just what's going to happen on April 25th. I mean, we can speculate and and imagine necessarily a lot of scenarios of what's going to happen. I mean, we don't know the direction that the Denver Broncos are go, but I mean, one of the things that I've certainly battled as far as the whole Drew Locke is concerned is, is John Elway doing this to convince himself that Drew Locke is the guy or is he convincing others in that building that he is the guy or is it a, or is it just a big smoke screen? And I, I mean, and that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. And if Drew Locke is the guy like you touched on, then you need to do everything by all means to get the guy. Now, there's a lot of arguments that certainly go against it. There's a lot of positive arguments that go for it. I don't know whether or not what what aisle to, the the aisle that I certainly am going to be on because because I sort of have a tendency to go back and forth on it like a politician. But I mean, really, if the Broncos certainly view Drew Locke as that option and maybe the best option of all the quarterbacks that's in this in this class. Then, then maybe do it, maybe do it. But with the, with as we say about Justin Herbert and guys like Jake Fromm and Tua Tagovailoa, guys that are in the draft come next year, it may be best to just hey, even though we may like this guy, let's hold off a little bit, be patient with this guy that we just traded up for rather quickly in February, and Joe Flacco, see what he has, and, and then maybe see what happens in 2020. But I mean, I, so I, I get those arguments been, and I obviously get the, the pro drew lock arguments. So, I mean, until we actually know for sure on April 25th, you know, then it's really just, it's all just talk. It really is. And so Broncos country, we're not going to spend too much time around that about Drew Locke. What are the Broncos going to do? So on and so forth. We got some other Broncos news to touch on here coming up here in segment number two. But before we jump into that, I got to remind you guys, look, Colorado sports, it's a good time right now. You know, the Rockies right now, unfortunately, struggling to start off the season. You guys can hear Jenna Garcia, host of Locked On Rockies over here at the Locked On MLB Network. And check out the Nuggets and Adam Mata's at Locked On Nuggets. Nuggets coming off of a very, very weird loss to the Portland Trailblazers, resting obviously Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. They had a win. They had the lead in that game late in the fourth quarter, and then things got out of hand. It almost seemed like it was a tank, and apparently it was so. I mean, apparently the, the you know, Mike Malone wanted to let up a little bit. Just, just a weird angle for Nuggets fans, I think, as they approach the offseason. So if you want to hear a little bit more on that, check out Locked On Rockies with Jenna Garcia, and check out Locked On Nuggets with Adam Mates. All right, we touched base on it a little bit earlier with Drew Locke visiting with the Broncos. The Broncos are also set to visit with some other NFL draft prospects. We mentioned some of them at the top of the hour, but in an, I'd say an interesting one as well that really he's the one quarterback I think nobody talks about, Dwayne Haskins. He's going to be visiting with the Broncos this week. And here's something. I've heard some things around the NFL right now regarding Dwayne Haskins that potentially his stock could actually drop and decrease in this year's NFL draft. A lot of people expect him to go in the top 10, presumably to the New York Giants being one of those teams. But from some people I've talked to, that stock has kind of declined a little bit. And a lot of people are expecting him to drop in this year's NFL draft. So that begs the question, if the Broncos want to go with a quarterback at 10, do they go with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who does have a big arm, which apparently, according to everybody on Twitter, John Elway loves the guys with the big arm. I mean, that's great and all. 
but it's the short intermediate routes. Can he complete that consistently? I think Dwayne Haskins is a more established quarterback prospect, in my opinion, compared to Drew Locke in terms of footwork, in terms of short intermediate routes. But ultimately, like I said, and this has been well documented, I'm not really sold on this year's quarterback class in the draft, which makes me want to say, look, Broncos just go with Joe Flacco. Hope that he can stay healthy, and if that happens, then great. You don't have to worry about Kevin Hogan coming in, and next year you get a chance at some more solidified quarterback options as your backups to groom under a veteran like Joe Flacco. So Dwayne Haskins, he's coming to town this week, but also an interesting thing too with Drew Locke, I forgot to mention it in the last segment, was he's going to be also visiting with the L.A. Chargers as well. He's going to be traveling around the AFC West. Obviously, one team he's not going to visit is the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got their guy for the next 10 to 15 years. So Drew Locke, not a guy there. And, you know, I here's my thing, Cam. I think ultimately the Broncos in this process, and, and I think Broncos country and NFL fans in general need to understand this, just because teams visit with certain players doesn't mean that their interest is strong. I mean, this happens every year. They do it as due diligence, bringing guys in, seeing exactly what they could be. More so, this is the type of questions that they ask regarding off-the-field stuff. They, they get to know character. They get to know demeanor. They get to know how they present just off the football field. It's more formal than anything. And that's the one thing I think people really don't take into consideration. So, you know, ultimately the Broncos visiting with anybody and everybody that they can. And I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. And and and, and that's, I think, the thing that, that I struggle with. You and I talked a, bit, a little bit about it on Twitter. That's, I think, the, the biggest thing that I struggle with. I mean, and and, 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 I, and I'll get there eventually, you know, and, and that's all about the learning process. Because to me, it's it's all about understanding the due diligence versus the amount of visits that that certainly transpire or or maybe not have transpired that type of thing and so it's just all about you know what signifies strong interest versus maybe something that's just due diligence and i think that that to me is something that i'll, I'll be learning or i think as this process goes along i think too with the Dwayne haskins thing that is a little bit interesting I really wish that a lot of people would understand he finished the season strong with Ohio State. And it isn't just that he finished the season strong. He finished it against three of the top competition, maybe one in conference and actually two in conference and one in his bowl game, where I, I believe he only threw two interceptions in that span. I mean, he was efficient with the football. He made the right reads at every single point in time, it seemed, in that game. Yes, his inconsistencies can show up, whether it's in a big game or a bad game or, or what have you. His inconsistencies certainly pile up on it. I don't think he's going to be that Ohio State narrative quarterback to where it's just he's going to fit that mold. But I do think that Dwayne Haskins has a place in this in the in the NFL. So if the Broncos are there and you guys can do a lot of mock drafts, certainly with the draft network. I've, I've had my fair share every single time that I've actually done some of those mock drafts. It is worth noting that Dwayne Haskins has been available at 10 in all those situations. So I don't know um, if that's going to come true or not, but it, it is a conversation, Cody, really, like you said, if Dwayne Haskins is there at 10, do the Broncos decide to pull the trigger? Because I think there are like Drew Locke of the arguments of John Elway, is he, is he pro or against? There are some arguments to take Haskins over Drew Locke, and there's a lot of cons to take ha uh, take Drew Locke over Dwayne Haskins. And, uh, and, and so I, while I think I like Drew Locke a little bit more, but 
I, I'm still I'm still pretty sold on the idea that that Dwayne Haskins is going to be a pretty solid quarterback in the next level. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that you know pans out the way it does. I mean, we see so often. I think the college game is so different than the NFL. But over the course of the couple seasons, we've seen the NFL evolve to maybe fit more of a college style scheme at the offensive level. I think we go back to when Chip Kelly had Mike Vick and the Eagles running some of that stuff. But ultimately, the NFL. One thing we've learned is the NFL adapts very quickly. And a lot of people are saying, well, Patrick Mahomes is taking the world by storm. Absolutely. Last season, he had a phenomenal year. But like I said, NFL defensive coordinators, they find a way to adapt very quickly. You're not, I don't think you're going to see the same type of offensive explosion from the Chiefs that we saw last season. And the Broncos, some of the moves that they've made so far indicate that they're moving those chess pieces to be able to stop that offense and other offenses. I mean, let's not forget when the LA Rams had one of the best scoring offenses as well, coming off of that huge win over the Chiefs. They went to the, you know, they went to Chicago and they played Vic Fangio, who absolutely, I think, embellished a blueprint to shut them down. The Patriots utilized that in the AFC Championship game and ultimately won. And they also used that for the same exact preparation for the Super Bowl in the Patriots win over the Rams. So, you know, a lot of things there. The NFL evolves every year. How is it going to look in 2019? That's going to be a big question. But don't forget this week, we got Mario Vitanzi. He's going to be on the show once again for another episode of Well Adjusted. He's just getting back from WrestleMania. I mean, he had a chance to go out there and have some fun at MetLife Stadium. Obviously, cool experience there, but he gets to join us here this week to talk some Broncos storylines heading into as we get a little bit closer to the NFL draft and more. All right, over the weekend, I think Von Miller really kind of warmed the hearts of Broncos fans because here's the thing. He tweeted something that he wants to be a Bronco for life forever. He actually posted that on his Instagram story. Now, here's the thing, and I know people are going to be like, oh, why are we talking about this? I think it's important that, I think in sports, we always get caught up with when any team, if you're covering this from an objective standpoint, you know, I'm taking my orange and blue lenses off here for a second, but ultimately, in sports, if your team has a franchise star-studded player, far too often we always see teams at some point decide to part ways with those guys. I mean, look at the Raiders, for example, with Khalil Mack. They didn't waste any time parting ways with him. And and ultimately, I think that that almost indicated to a lot of people in the NFL world, even in Broncos country, that, well, look, if the Raiders can deal away Khalil Mack, I mean, could the Broncos deal away Von Miller? And I know we dealt with all these dumb trade rumors from people, from blogs, talking about Von Miller is going to be traded this year. Ultimately, that is not not going to happen. I don't think that's going to ever happen. And Von Miller came out and he says, look, I want to be a Bronco for life. I mean, for his output to be able to impact the Super Bowl the way he did in 2015, to come out and say, hey, look, I started my career here. I want to end my career here. And he wants to play for at least a total of 20 years accumulated altogether. I think we're on a good track for that. But ultimately, in the next year or two, I think the Bronx are going to have to look at the decision. You know, Do they ask him to restructure his contract to be a little bit more cap-friendly as the years increase? That is the question to me in, in determining you know, whether or not a player wants to be a certain you know Bronco for life in that regard. With Von Miller, I mean, it seems as if he loves everything that's going on in Denver. Vic Fangio coming in saying he thinks Von Miller can play better. He wants to put his hand on that defense, and he wants to make Von Miller even better than he was last season or even at his career. That definitely excites me, but it also causes me to be a little bit cautious too because, look, 
we would all like the best players for whatever team plays to stay on their team, except if you're the Patriots and Tom Brady. I think everybody in the NFL is hoping that Tom Brady retires here soon. But for Von Miller, <laughs> I mean, he's such a special player, a generational talent. The fact that he wants to stay in Denver for life is absolutely huge because, you know, every single year you got people courting him. You got people posting on their social media feeds. Hey, Von, what if you came here? You know, things like that. And I know for Broncos country, that causes a little bit of concern, but Broncos fans don't don't digress. Don't be worried about that because look, Von Miller, he's going to stay in Denver, and if the Broncos have it their way, he'll be a Bronco for life. Absolutely. Now, um, the one thing is, is the the whole Chris Harris story. We all felt that maybe Chris Harris Jr. was going to be a Bronco for life, and you know now we're starting to have a little bit of uh, of some doubts. Now, granted, Chris Harris and Von Miller. I mean, they're they're on a little bit of some different levels because obviously Von Miller is uh, is the is the franchise star, and we were. And I think the thing that that fans also need to understand maybe not comparing it to baseball because lately, I don't know if you've been following what's been going on in the major leagues, but I mean, there's been a lot of extensions that have been handed out regularly uh, Nolan Arenado one of the uh, third basemans maybe the best third baseman in all of baseball ended up signing a long-term extension with the Colorado Rockies and a lot of people were speculating that he was going to hit the streets the fact is is that it's just it, at least aside from baseball is concerned it rarely happens Cody it honestly rarely happens for a particular player to stay with that franchise for a very long time or even be with that franchise his entire career it's rare and the fact is, I think that makes it so gratifying with Von Miller is that this this is not the first time he's saying this. And I think that that to me has been one of the more humbling things with Von Miller is that he has not only been with the Denver Broncos in 2011 when they made the playoffs in 2011. He's been now with Peyton Manning and they've been going to Super Bowls and playoff appearances. Now, granted, he's been injured through some of those years and then they go and win the Super Bowl in 2015. And Von Miller was absent in the Super Bowl in 2013. But nonetheless, he's he's been a part of a team as a whole that have had playoff appearances. And now that he's won one, he's wanted to uh, certainly immense in that. But he's also been through a lot of different situations, a lot of different scenarios to where he's now been a part of a losing team. But yet through it all, Cody, and I think that this has been most impressive through it all. Von Miller still is public and, and maybe it's just just words. I mean, we don't know necessarily what is actually going through the head of a person at times, but I, I, it just feels genuine when it comes from that type of player like Von Miller, because he's said it so many times now that he wants to be a Denver Bronco for life. Well, and here's the thing, too, that I want to look at in comparison with Von Miller and, and guys like Chris Harris, arguably two of the biggest MVPs on the Broncos roster. One of the things said was at the end of the 2018 season, Chris Harris Jr. spoke with the media at the end of the year media session. And, they, you know, they were talking about, he says, I think everybody who won the Super Bowl in 2016 is pretty much on a non-guaranteed contract now. He says, I expect everybody to be gone, really. I expect to probably have two or three vets on the team. And I think we'll keep moving like that. That's how I see it. I see it as a big rebuild coming. I see a big title 
wave coming. That didn't necessarily happen with the Broncos. There was no rebuild. There was none of that. The Broncos have made some moves to, I think, avoid a rebuild. However, a quote that really stands out to me that I worry about, given the situation that the Broncos are dealing with, given the situation that Chris Harris Jr. is currently in with the Broncos, he said, I mean, I want to win. So whatever situation is best for me at the same time, we'll see the new coaches we get. The time is late in my career that I can't waste the years anymore. It's time for me to win. I always wanted to retire here and finish my career here, but I'm waiting to see. I'm ready to see what changes and things that we do. That right there, I think, created a little bit of concern, I think, maybe in the Broncos organization with Chris Harris Jr., which could be a reason why John Elway and the organization have been very, very coy on giving Chris Harris Jr. a contract extension here. I mean, you, you, we just compared Von Miller to Chris Harris Jr. Von Miller, like you said, has been through these diverse situations. He's been on the winning parts. He's been on the losing side of things alongside Chris Harris Jr. The same exact timeline, to be exact with you. They both missed Super Bowl 48. They both played in Super Bowl 50. They both won a ring in that year. But ultimately, I think they have different responses to adversity. And I don't know, this is yeah. just me talking out of my head here. But ultimately, I see a guy like Von Miller looks at these situations. He says, look, I want to stay a Bronco for life. I want to be part of it. It's special. And for Chris Harris Jr., I just get a little bit of concern that it's not exactly that same exact way. So, Cam, that's super concerning to me. Yeah, that's my point. And I think that and you kind of hit on with Chris Harris, the fact that Von Miller has said multiple times he wants to be a Denver Bronco and, and really hasn't even deferred from that. I think is 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 more gratifying, I guess, should we say, as if you're in Broncos country. But with say like Chris Harris, when he comes out and 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 he says, you know, I want to win, and if it ends up being here, that that's great. I would love to be a Denver Bronco for life. But you know, to to put it maybe the way that uh, maybe Nolan Arenado ended up putting it. I mean, you always kind of are interested in what's out there, but at the same time, I always want want to be a, a Denver Bronco for life or a Colorado Rocky for life. So the fact is, is that, I mean, you're, you're always interested, I would imagine, in something that's out there. But at the same time, you also have to be more realistic with it. And the fact that Chris Harris is maybe one foot in, one foot out is really concerning versus Von Miller to where he is two feet in no matter what. Yeah, and I don't want Broncos country to think that we're creating stir here. You no, know, this is no, just my no, perspective no. from the outside looking in. Yeah, we yeah. really don't know right now what's going on in terms of communication with Chris Harris and the Broncos. This is just how things look on the outside. So Absolutely. take it for what you want. I, I think it's definitely a big topic of discussion throughout this storyline of the offseason. But the Broncos are getting back to work here very, very shortly. Last week, they started up their offseason voluntary program. They're continuing to work as all the phases of the offseason come together. And it's all leading up to once the NFL draft concludes, the Broncos will have some mandatory events coming along there. OTAs begin a little bit as they get to phase three of the offseason, which we'll have complete coverage over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast. But that'll do it for today's episode of the show. Hope you guys enjoy your start to your Monday, whether you're on your way to work or you're on your way home from work as always Broncos country we appreciate and love you guys a uh, real quick thing we, we're really close to 10,000 followers on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL if you guys didn't see it over the weekend head over to Twitter I believe we're about 40 something away from 10,000 and once we do that we're doing a giveaway I'm giving away all Broncos championship rings the replicas in a really fancy fancy case for one lucky follower and listener of the Lockdown Broncos podcast so tell your friends to follow a friend and we'll see you then but hey guess what Broncos country we'll be back tomorrow we got you guys with another one thank you guys for always tuning in and always being supportive